Bienvenides to Merendeando, part of Radio Aluna Theater. For today's episode, we have our first interview with some of the artists from the Rutas Festival. And to co-host this episode with me, here it is, my talented, amazing co-producer, Lucia Linares. Hello. I'm so happy to be part of this season of Radio Luna Teatro. And what a great way to start this season than with a conversation with the creators of Children of Fire, Anna Chatterton and Shersad Arshadi. And to make things even more exciting, Beatriz Pisano, the director of this show, shared with us what conversations she hopes this piece brings to the stage. Let's get started. First of all, you know, for me, when you're talking about art that is risky, <laughs> I mean, it begins with the artist who makes the piece. Anna and Charizard went to the, to the mountains to meet the Kurdish women. And, you know, there were times that these mountains were being bombed. And these two women went there to get to know more about these women, to get these interviews with these women so that we they could tell the story to the world about these amazing Kurdish women who are fighting for all of us, really. So for me, it starts, you know, I remember one of the days, you know, the political pieces, I don't know if I want to use the word, but let's use the word, but these pieces that are very committed <laughs> and, and they're based on, on truths that are happening right now in the world and issues that affect the world, they're, they're challenging. They're also challenging to work on them because there's a lot, we're not dealing with invented characters no we're dealing with the lives of real mm -hmm. people and uh shahrzad is in in constant um she's in touch with these women all the time because they're they're her dear friends but we never know when we do the piece if one of the people that we're presenting in the piece is alive or dead because they may be dying at mm -hmm. this point at, at this moment at this very moment as you and i are speaking right so they're they're they're, they're fighters they're warriors and so for me, and the fact that, that Anna and Shahrzad had risked their own lives to go there to do this piece, for me, that says it all. Because I am very mm -hmm. much right now interested in the theater of truth. I'm not interested in invented things. I really want truths on stage. And so these are the truths. These are, you know, these women, as you see the piece, you're going to hear the voices of these women we didn't change anything. Maybe we edited a little bit here and there, these interviews, mm -hmm. but it's these women's words and, and the actors from the top acknowledge that they are, they're the ones who are saying the stories of these particular women. They're not pretending that they are these women, right? So the, the actor becomes a vehicle for, uh, you know, to use, that is being used for these voices to be heard in this place or in other places. So I think it's, a, it's an incredible piece. It's so gorgeous. It really is. It's like, um, if, if I could do it, but no theater allows me to do it, I could really just sit <laughs> around a fire, you know, hmm. and we have mm -hmm. the piece just like that. The piece is extremely simple. It's like sitting one night around the fire and listening this, to these people speak and tell you about a world that you don't know about and what it is to be a woman who's fighting yeah. for all the women in the world. Oof. And it's funny and it's beautiful and it's tender and it's poetry because the most incredible thing about these women in the mountains is they all keep 
journals. There's a, without telling you a lot, but there's an art camp. One of the training camps for the warriors is an art camp. One, one of the most important thing for these women are the songs. That's how they transmit the history and the, and the struggle through songs. It's quite special. I'm so honored that I was asked to direct this piece. We are back live for a festival after so many years. So it's really excited that we get to talk to the artists and then we get to see their work live again. <laughs> so in honor of the Rutas Festival and this searching of new perspective, we would like for both of you to introduce each other to our audiences. Sure, I'll introduce Sharzad. I do this in the play too. <laughs> I'll embellish. Uh, Sharzad is a multidisciplinary artist, a photographer, a documentary filmmaker, and a very good cook and a very <laughs> kind woman and really funny. That's Sharzad. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Oh, Anna. Anna is um, kind before anything. She is generous. She's open to learning new things without prejudice. I think it's so important. And she's a fantastic artist. She's a playwright, she's an actress, and she's a wonderful mom. And yes, I'm looking forward to see her soon. <laughs> yes, I'm going to Montreal. I forgot to say that Sharzad is also a wonderful mom and a grandma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're both right now like in Montreal and Toronto? I'm in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes, I'm in Montreal. Cool. Yeah, it's already like some like local collaboration within local <laughs> <That's> collaboration. <right. laughs> <laughs> Anna, uh, we learned that, uh, from our research that you learned about Kurdish female fighters in 2014 um, and you wanted to do a play about them but didn't know how to go about it. Uh, how did this process um, of figuring things out brought you to Sharsat? Yeah, so um, I knew I couldn't write that play on my own. Um, kind of obviously. And so I had, I knew I had to find a collaborator. I was actually just thinking I'd find a collaborator. I wasn't sure what that collaboration would look like, but I just knew I had to find a collaborator that, you know, that had expertise in the Kurdish female freedom fighters. Um, and so I Googled like mad as we do, and I found another Sharzad, not this Sharzad, <laughs> um, a professor, Sharzad Mojab, who I'm sure this Sharzad Shadi could talk more about, but uh, she, it said, you know, in her bio, she works at U of T and she has done a documentary with this Sharzad Shadi about the Kurdish female freedom fighters. And, uh, and so that was clearly her expertise and she worked on that. And so I reached out to her because there was an email address and everything easy to reach out. And so she invited me to her office in U of T and we talked for over the course of a year, like we would meet uh, pro probably about month, once a month, sometimes twice a month. And as time went on at first, she was sort of like, we were just discussing, I was asking her questions. She was educating me. You know, I had no idea what this play was that I wanted to write. <laughs> and sometimes she would talk about things that she could imagine, like there must be singing, there must be dancing, you know, talking about their, their culture. 
And then sort of halfway through the year, she started to mention this Charzette or Shadi, how you have to meet her. I think you guys would really get along. So she really was our matchmaker, I think was really great of her. And then finally, it sort of seemed like, yeah, like this is, you know, she's really being a, a wonderful consultant, but ultimately she's not actually, I mean, I hope this is fair to say, but she, you know, she's not a practicing artist, so to speak. So I think she, you know, she realized that really me and this Charzette or Shadi would be would be a match made in heaven, which we were. And so she set us up. And so I think I reached out to you or maybe she reached out to you first, Charzad. And um, and then we spoke, I, I feel like it was maybe December or something like that of God knows what, <laughs> 2015, maybe 2014. Um, and right away I had actually been, I don't know, I've been running around or something for my daughter. I've been doing a bunch of things. And I actually, I think I forgot to call Charzad. We had a phone meeting because this was before Zoom, of course. And I think I forgot because I had so much on my mind that day. And um, I then I remembered, or you you maybe emailed me and politely said, like, are we meeting? And then I was like, oh my God, what a horrible first impression. <laughs> and I called in a flurry of apologies and she was so kind, you know, and we laughed immediately. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, you know, because mm -hmm. I learned a long time ago that, you know, because I do collaborate a lot. And I learned a long time ago that, you know, you need, like, you need to work with kind people. That's, that's the only way it's going to work. <laughs> and instantly I, I saw her deep, deep kindness as I learned more about as we collaborated. So that's when we began talking. And Charizard, for you, what made you say yes to that collaboration? Who can say no to Anna? <laughs> beside, beside that, uh, Kurdish history is for very, very important for me. It's, uh, that, um, in, it's very, very long time. I, I focus on Kurdish history. I work uh, on them. I record their history. I go, I travel a lot to Kurdistan and to the mountains with the Kurds. And, uh, and of course, uh, in, when Anna called, I start sharing everything I could. I, I had in English, I was sending to her just for her to see, to know, to learn. And I really didn't have in mind to be this deep in collaboration with her, but I, I was seeing myself as an advisor or helping her to learn about Kurds. And uh, I guess even even when we were traveling to Kurdistan, I was not uh, we, I was not in the picture as a playwright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. No, we didn't know, and uh, I was just wanted for Anna to uh, to share everything I know, to share everything that because the subject she wanted to touch for me was is very very was and is very very important. And uh, I guess then in one point of conversation, how many hours and times we had phone conversation, as, as Anna said, there was not a Zoom at the time. <laughs> we met in person once or was it twice? Oh, maybe it was three times even because I yeah. stopped in at your place. You let yeah. me stay over. Uh, yes, yes. I drove to Fredericton on my own. And uh, I stayed over, yeah. And yeah, all this conversation, then our travel to Kurdistan together. And uh, I guess in one point, uh, I was asking Anna, you have to be in the play. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's you, the play can't be without you. It's important you be in the play, then, then I guess then. I and said, no, no, you, I, have no to you. Be in, you're not going to be the play. You have to be in the play. <laughs> you were there. 
<laughs> with me. Yeah. Yes, and I guess that's and and also because um I, because um, Middle Eastern history, Middle Eastern uh, uh, politics, and Kurdish politics very very complicated, and it's mm. very easy for people who are new to it to make mistakes. I can make mistakes even it's that doesn't, but I I really. Another reason that I was I I accepted with all the fear I had to <laughs> to be part of this project to be to be there to to watch that as much as possible we don't make any mistakes about the history we are telling about the women we are introducing to the others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it seems like it's been a really long process, like starting from 2014. At what point did Nightwood came into play? Nightwood actually came in right from the very beginning. Um, when I had the idea, you know, that I wanted to investigate and explore these women, I, I thought, okay, how am I going to get money to do it? <laughs> And um, I thought, you know, I, I feel like this, you know, it's a it's a story about these strong, incredible, brilliant women, you know, that's really, that really suits Nightwood. And, um, and so I reached out to Nightwood and proposed the idea um, and planted the idea of me being playwright in residence, which basically means, as you guys would know, you have to apply for a grant, you yourself have to apply for a grant, and then Nightwood sort of approves it and writes something as well. And so Kelly Thornton was the artistic director at the time, um, and she loved the idea and supported it. And so, and she was really generous. At that point, um, I had been in residence in other theaters before, but typically you choose one or the other. You choose the Ontario Arts Council or the Canada Council for the Arts. And she let me apply to, maybe it was Ontario Arts Council first for a year, got the funding there and then um, said, okay, now apply to Canada Council so that I had two years of funding, um, which was really generous. So it was the funding that I used from probably one or the other of them, probably the OEC, um, to, to pay both Charzads for consultancy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, yeah, you know, Kelly and this woman Sadie and Charzad and I did like a workshop before we knew anything about the play and they really tried to help us. But it really, um, I think it wasn't until I was writing the Canada Council grant I was literally writing it and I suddenly was like, what am I doing? You know, like Charzette had showed me um, her documentary about Paymon, uh, Kurdish female freedom fighter and good friend. And I was like, I have to go meet Payman. Why am I just talking about her? Why am I using her words? Like I should just go meet her. And so I called Charzette and I was like, I'm writing this grant for us. Should, should we just go there? And Char was like, sure, I always want to go see my friends. And then began a very long, very, very, very long conversation. Weeks, months, perhaps years conversation about it. But that was sort of um, how that all began. But yeah, it was all with the support of Nightwood right from the very beginning. So I was so grateful to them. It's so interesting to, so you, you did a workshop before traveling. Yeah, we, you know, we did quite a bit before traveling. I should also say I got a city of Hamilton grant as well for Charzette and I. Um, so all sources of funding, but yes, we, you know, really it took a long time until we went there truly. And, and even after we went there to figure out what we were doing, you know, it was, it was a big, long I, exploration because of this love and admiration for the Kurdish female freedom fighters, but not knowing how to tell the story. That was the mm -hmm. big question. And yeah. because I'm a playwright, I was guess I was thinking it would be fiction. 
right? Mm -hmm. And I had never mm -hmm. up to that point written a nonfiction verbatim confessional um, personal confessional play before. So it was really in my head that I was going to write a, a fictional play, which Sharza just whisked right out quite rightly. <laughs> yeah, so this was all new territory for me as well. So even though Sharza, I know you always say like, I didn't know I'm not a playwright or an actor, but I, it was very new for me too. The only thing that was familiar for me was putting things on a page for theater and standing on a stage. But other than that, it was all very new. Just, just, I just add something uh, because beside, beside, of course, all this support we could we get uh, in Canada from art councils, from Knightwood, uh, incredible. And but we, the most important, for, one of the mm. most important support we had, the supporter of these female fighters yeah. who they accepted us there who hosted us there. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for gen their generosity, it was not possible Absolutely. this play to become like this. Yes. Because we, 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 we went there, we lived with them, we, they, and they- we ate and with them and they shared we ate, yes. Absolutely. Ate they so well. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> shared everything with us. Their, 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 their tent, they gave us the best place for us to yeah. sleep. Their, everything. And- Protected and, us. Uh, Definitely, they protected us because it was a crazy time when we were there. And treated us like family. Absolutely. And we, all this, uh, I guess, helped us. Uh, I think that was the best way for an Anna to learn, to, to be introduced to them and to learn about them, to, to meet them. And also uh, made, it, made it easier for us, I guess, or for Anna most importantly, to what this play is going to be, mm -hmm. what it should be. It's maybe these are these women also, they are stories. Their life is a story. Yeah. We, we don't need to create anything. Exactly. <laughs> There's no fiction needed. <laughs> and, and how did you prepare for, for this journey? Like how did the contact with the, with the female fighter started and how did you prepare emotionally also and like mentally as, as equally as artistically, like, how is that process to be like, I'm going to go and fully emerge myself in this story? <laughs> for me, it's, it's, uh, it's I, always it's easiest decision for me to decide I want to go. I think I just, uh, the only, only uh, time I'm not, I can't go because there is no money for me to go. I don't have money. Uh, and, but otherwise, it's, for me, it's very, very easy decision to go. And uh, I'm, uh, to be honest, going and living with them, it's, uh, it's for me, it's such a, such a gift. It gives me uh, so much hope when I come back. It gives me so much, um, it gives me so much energy to be able to work because I know I can't be there with them 24 <clears throat> seven to work, fight with them i'm, I'm old woman <laughs> but i can do other stuff uh, that is can make their voice be heard uh, outside of the the kurdistan to be honest i i really need to go back again at least at least one more time before i can it's not possible physically mm. to go again <laughs> I just love to be there. I want to go too, <laughs> whether you want me to come or not. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sharza very politely did not mention all the things. 
Um, but uh, yes, I mean, it was, uh, as, you, as I said, when I said, can we go? She said, please, yes. I always love to go see my friends. Um, for me at that moment, I was, you know, very excited. I had learned so much about the women. I felt totally fabulous going. Um, you know, very excited and, and uh, comfortable. And then, you know, when I told my family, even though my husband was the one who actually pointed me to the Kurdish female freedom fighters, he showed me the documentary. He said, I think you should write about these women. Like he saw, he knew that I would be interested artistically in them. And so I have a lot of debt to owe him uh, for that introduction to the idea um, and, and encouraged when I came, I came downstairs and asked him first, I said, I'm writing this script, should I? Should I go? And he said, yes. And then I think when the reality came, he's very, you know, he's somebody who's very informed, perhaps too informed. And so he knew very much, you know, that the Turkish government were bombing the Kurds in a way that most people don't know. And so he started to get scared for me, you know. And so then that became very um, emotional and, and, and tumultuous because, you know, we had written this grant, we got the grant. And then suddenly all these questions, um, you know, I guess naturally from your spouse who, and I have a daughter and a mother, they got scared, you know, and so a lot of questions came up. And so suddenly I was asking Charizette a lot of questions in a different way, you know, than the information that I had learned before about them and the stories that I heard before, because there were different questions and there was a different reality, I guess. And so that took a lot of worry and a lot of emotional baggage for poor Sharzad, <laughs> um, which we, you know, we worked through all the way up to flying there. So in a way, I don't know if I had my own uh, way to mentally prepare other than utter trust in Sharzad and the fighters, truly, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and knowing that they are, you know, they, they're so loving and mm. they care so much. And they have been so protective of Sharzad when she went, and their friends. We, we never, we never it, it, not going, never except the time that uh, it was not physically possible. possible to go. But other than that, we always wanted to go. And Anna never, many times mm. I say, Anna, if you don't want to go, and she was protesting, no, I want to go. <laughs> and Sharzad didn't want me to go, right? I mean, in a way, you didn't want me to go. Because... <laughs> But in a way, you didn't want me to go because the other thing is that Sharzad has never taken anyone with her to the mountain. Mm, mm, mm. It's always just been yeah. her own solo yeah. expedition mm. and personal artistic and personal journey, right? And so that mm. was very new because suddenly she felt responsible for me, particularly after all these questions from my family. So that was different. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult uh, decision not not difficult that uh, but it's yeah. always you feel responsible i because if anything happened you never know what can happen there it, nothing happened to us nothing ever happened when i was there but uh, you never know that's i guess i was lucky and we were lucky uh, nothing happened, but uh, you never know. It's it's uh, it's a war zone. And Sharzad always yeah. says, like she takes her own risks. That's her own yeah. her own decision. That's her her own path. But she doesn't like to put other people in risk. Mm -hmm. I think it's very clear that I mean this whole process and this particular trip going to the mountains like had a, an impact, like personally and artistically. And maybe if you can talk a little bit more about that, how like theater and this real life stories that you got to see in person and like shared together what, what the, the impact that theater has in the world and and when you were there 
and after like when you left the mountains like how did it change how did they reroot your story the way that you wanted to tell it I think what was so incredible for me, Charzette had told me about a, 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 I'm trying to, a, a word. Dengbej? <laughs> um, yeah, I know the word. I just was trying to think, is there another word for the word? <laughs> the same word? Yeah, Dengbej, which means storyteller. And she had already told me about that before we went, that, you know, Dengbej is a big part of their culture, going to villages, telling their stories. Um, you know, theatrically. Dengbej is the, 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 this, um, this storyteller that uh, they're musician as well. They go village to village and they bring the stories or stories they hear from this village to another village. And in, in, in political, uh, political organization in Kurdistan, they use this tradition and, uh, by, and bringing, going to village to village uh, to introduce themselves to the to the villagers and also to tell to to talk about the problems or in the society and encourage people to join the struggle to to be able to defend themselves it's a very deep tradition in kurdish uh, culture and in uh, also in 19 79 revolution in Iran uh, before, uh, during this revolution and after the revolution, all the opposition, they were doing lots of theater in, in open space. Many in, in the parks, in, in, uh, on, on streets, they were just, instead of just coming, uh, giving the slogans, they were, they were playing, uh, they, they were playing a role, they were playing a story. And uh, that's why it's a very important tradition in, in our culture. They were, <laughs> they were acting. They were acting. They were acting. It's still happening. It's mostly in Kurdistan. Uh, young people, university students, they come in the uh, city center and they act uh, about the political ideas they have. Yeah. So she had told me about that. But it really, you know, as, as everything did when I was there, uh, you know, Sharzad had and I had talked for over a year. As everything did when I got there, it was sort of a very different learning about it, even though I already knew. But to hear it from them, even though Charlotte mm. was the one who was translating it for me while we were there, it, it meant a lot more. And so, you know, we went to an art camp, like an artist camp. They call them camps, the different places, because they do camp, they are camping out, but different uh, units in the mountains. And uh, so that one of them was where all the artists were. I um, mean, not a huge group. Like, I mean, how many do you think were there, Sharzad? Like 12, 14? Something like I 16? think so. So, yeah, something like that. So, so we, yeah, we, 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 we didn't meet them all, so maybe 20 at most. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so right away when we sat down with them on this small ledge, dirt ledge etched out in the mountain, they were kind of higher up than the other camps that we went to, sort of more on the, on the, um, the cliff than the other ones were. Um, right away, they started asking us about theater, asking me about theater. Yes. And, and I mean, it was just so neat to be there and having this like conversation like I would have in Canada with other theater artists. Um, you know, a very earnest, like heartfelt, burning interest, passion about theater. You know, talking mm -hmm. about them, talking about Dengbej and how, you know, because they don't have money for film, for cameras, you know, and sort of just that, that reminder that, that theater is very accessible, you know, that, you know, here we, we most often do it with lights and, 
costumes and sets and everything as we do in Children of Fire, but actually we were outside the first time we did it, you know, but that like theater is theater and, and it's accessible. So that was really something that I, I remembered when I was there in a way that like, that's the wonderful thing about theater is that anyone can do it anywhere and affect mm -hmm. people. That was re that really was significant um, sort of realization and remembering that happened while we were there with them. And, and uh, you know, I was writing a play weirdly for the Shaw Festival at the time, a family play, and they were singing songs for me and they, uh, they asked me to sing something. And because I was in the middle of writing this play and I had just been writing a song, which I don't really tend to do, um, I was <laughs> all I had on my mind. <laughs> and and I because I had written it <clears throat> and I had made up the tune that we then changed a bit, but like, you know, I sang it for them, you know, like this <laughs> song that I was writing for this family play mm -hmm. <laughs> at the Shaw Festival, you know, like, so like sort of this exchange, this artistic exchange, which, you know, meant a lot to me. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that, and then of course, like Sharzad, you know, um, would give me the gist of their stories. Sharzad was collecting their stories, audio stories of them. Um, and then she would always, you know, there was never time to 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 stop and tell me every sentence they were saying because they were half hour, 45 minute, 20 minute stories. And we wanted them to just be in their 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 memories. So um, she would give me the gist of the stories and they were so incredible, the the bravery and uh, the struggle that they went through to join the struggle, um, their personal lives, you know. So at some point when we were there, I said to Sharzad, like, because I, we didn't really talk about, like she was, Sharzad, you were just doing what you always do, which is collect their mm. stories. When you go there, you've done it with a camera. And this was, am I right? This is your first time going there just doing audio? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, because I remember you kept saying, I'm so happy I decided just to do audio when I'm here. <laughs> and at one point after she had been translating the stories, I think we were at the second camp, I think it was the last camp. Um, I said, you know, and she'd been translating or telling me the gist of them and they were so incredible. And I said, like, sort of very tentatively, you know, I'm very unsure of what her answer would be. I said, like, could we, could I, could we use these stories? Can I use these stories for the play that I have no idea what it is going to be, you know? And she's like, of course, of course. So that was sort of like probably the beginning because then I really, I think I, then I really, I think it was honestly in the mountains that I said to you, I have this vague memory we have it in the play, but we don't have it this way that. I think I said like their stories are the play. I love that everything about this place, like trust the process. It would be like, if you don't know where you're going, just yes. trust the process. <laughs> the story will take you to where it needs to be told. Like it's, it's yes. such a beautiful like journey that you went and then. Oh. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> for, for sure, Sad, I wanted to ask while translating all the interviews, is there something that you think is missing when you translate to English? Like, is there anything that you feel sometimes it can be translated? Mm, yeah, it's always, uh, translating is always uh, tough. <laughs> Big, but I guess um, I tried to be as uh, honest as possible because many times I really couldn't explain how do I translate this and I was talking to Anna and as I was explaining the feeling mm. to her and she she was helping me to to find the proper words for it it's yeah, it's very yeah. difficult too but th that was a very important uh, process because uh, um, the, the conversation in conversation we found the proper uh, proper translation for the words they were saying or the for the feelings they were wanted to transfer to us but uh, yeah it's uh, i think yeah conversation was a big help 
but there, there was a lots of moments, lots of moments that I didn't know, okay, how do I say this? Mm. How do I bring this to, because there is, it wasn't only words, there was a feeling behind everything they were saying and bringing this feeling, adding this feeling as part of the, uh, the, the story they are telling in English was, uh, it was another process, that, but, but yes, it comes out with conversation. With Anna. I, I guess because uh, because um, because mm. as an actor and a playwright, I needed to understand that. And of then, of course. course, when we had actors play them, that was a big thing because it was like you know mm. what the fighters really were, how they explained it, how they how they presented their story when they shared it, mm. and mm -hmm. then how to theatricalize mm. that, which is two mm. very different things, which is hard sometimes, right? Because we saw the reality, we saw the fighters. I mean, particularly Sharzad. I wasn't always with Sharzad when mm. the interviews happened. Um, so you saw or we saw how they were when they were telling it, you know, the mood they were in, the way that they told it. And of course, I had no idea what they were saying, except for mm. a few few sentences. Um, the Sharzad would translate here and there when there was a moment, you know. So I was just like feeling what they were feeling or thinking yeah. I was feeling what they were feeling, you know, getting getting what I could from just their presence mm. and the vibe or whatever the word is. And then the change that that has to undergo in order for an actor to embody the words, the story, which means they're not going to be the fighters, which we always knew. They can't be yeah. the fighters. The fighters are the fighters. So that was a really different translation as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about, uh, about it a bit already, the fact that you chose to for this to be docu-theater, uh, docu which is like, you know, bringing like real life stories. Um, could you talk about like this what's the difference within like you know like a fiction or like a turning things into like a new story instead of grabbing these real life experiences and interviews and creating a play out of it yeah i mean i guess shows that you sort of started it in the way of like you chose the stories i mean we talked about it because you had told me the gist of all of them or most of them but you chose the stories that you felt were the ones that we should share it is that my right in my memory? I know that you did that, but I, was there more around that for you? No. Did you know, I'm trying to remember, did you know immediately? I think you did. I know we talked about it in di different times, like in the mountains and the plane ride, et cetera, after. It seems like you always kind of knew which ones we should use. Is that right? Mm. I think we also talked about it a little bit because I was uh, I was giving yeah. each time the this little resume about the... Yeah. the like synopsis. In, in synopsis of the interviews I had, but uh, also it was, I guess it was right from the beginning was our connection with these stories. Yes, and the women. Us. Yeah. And the women, absolutely. For, for us, for, uh, for us, uh, Ronia's story was important to be there because yes. uh, the, one of the fighters because of her story the experience she had and and, and of course no no doubt media's story because they were all uh, at the same time they were experiencing maybe the same same life but they were telling us different stories yes similar well. lives different similar stories. similar lives different stories or or um tenda how important because each and every one of them they have this highlight mm. in their stories that particularity particularity yeah. that we wanted to, that to be part of the part of the and and I I uh, we with all many interviews uh, 
I did in the mountains. These were the first one I uh, translated. Mm. Uh, that's uh, send it to, then send it to Anna. Of course, uh, the, all the fighters we want, they are not fully there. Some of the stories were mixed together that's in one character, but um, we, we tried to have the one we are deeply in love to have their story there. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a hard part of it was mm. a the cutting down because when oh. we had all the, the the translations the you know and storytelling within it for context uh, we did a reading a staged reading at night with theaters part of the Groundswells Festival that was in 2019 I think it was that was three and a half hours long yes <laughs> the Charzad and I were not in as actors but we, our characters were in at the time we we tried having actors play us and then it was decided we should just play us and uh, so then Bea Bazano our wonderful brilliant director and dramaturg came on board and and it, you know was really like if we're going to do this in a park which we had all kind of agreed on because it made sense because the fighters live outdoors um it's going to be really hard for people to sit for three and a half hours so then it was decided no like Bea was like it needs to be an hour and so it was it was heartbreaking particularly for Sharzad I know you know a uh, very emotional journey to cut down their stories and distill them down to the the genesis of their particular story that we wanted to highlight as, as Sharzad said and then sometimes mixing their stories together or details together in order just to get that um, sentiment across to the to the audience. Um, it was it was challenging and joyful and emotional playwriting experience, extremely different from fiction because you're just making it up. You know, it, um, playwriting is there's I mean, I feel it's there's there's mm -hmm. always um, you're always kind of writing versions of yourself. It's always kind of personal because you're writing, you know, this character is a little bit like this person in your life or you and you, you know, you're always you kind of are always blending when mm. you create when you're building a character. So there is that blending that I think naturally happens, which maybe was which is why I think it was easier for me just because it was a skill that I've developed over years that I'm, you know, sort of used to even mm -hmm. though these were real people, I never had done that before. But the blending of stories in order for the, for the, the same goal, which is to share an uh, impactful, emotional, with high stakes story, that all those um, technicalities, I'm trying to think of the right word, but um, you know, skill set is, is kind of the same. And, you know, Sharzad is a storyteller, though not a playwright per se, except for now, <laughs> <laughs> until now. Um, but you are a, a storyteller, you do, you have performed, you, you have done storytelling performances where you've performed, you know, so Sharzad is, is sort of a natural, is natural at that. So it wasn't like that part was a struggle, um, but it is very different to, to be very aware that we want to honor these women. And I think that's what was so hard was cutting their stuff was that, you know, are we dishonoring them? You know, that's so important to us that that the real women are there because um, on stage because they can't come from Kurdistan to come on stage and tell it themselves the way we are doing, Sharzad and I personally. And so it's a big responsibility to get it right. I think the responsibility is very different from the fictional to, to answer your question to the, to the docu-story is that you feel this very intense responsibility. All the, all this you said it's uh, true and for me but it, it was really tough uh, it wasn't uh, to to act even act myself 
Mm. It, it is hard. Way, it, <laughs> I found it hard it too, is, just to say. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I don't know if it wasn't for Anna's support and if it wasn't for Bea, she's just an incredible, incredible person. She's yeah. an incredible artist. She is just so generous, so beautiful. And uh, I don't know if it was any other person besides Bea I could have do with this. Mm. She, she, she was constantly. I know she's a brilliant um, actress, and and she was always saying, "Oh, it's hard for me too to play yeah. myself." Oh, I know yeah. she, she was always telling me. <laughs> I know she was telling me this because she wanted to encourage me to, to do. But it was just she was just brilliant, and she made this play. Uh, I think this the 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 way we are now. It's mm. I think it's it's because of her so much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. it's it's just gorgeous. It's uh, I was for each sentence I was crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I she said, it's like a dagger in my heart each time yes, we cut mine. I don't want it to be cut, but she was just so fantastically bringing things up, that changing things and. Uh, uh, she, I, I just, I can't say enough uh, how grateful I am to have Bea as a director for this play. It was a true honor, you know. I mean, I knew Bea for a really long time. This is, um, mm. you know, I've been in theater forever in Toronto, so we're always, mm. you know, circling each other. And I worked with Trevor Schwellness a bunch of times on my own projects. So I guess she saw my work a lot. But you know, it was just such a privilege to be in the room with her because she brings such a wealth of experience Absolutely. in a way that a lot of people don't. Even theater people who have such a wealth of experience do not have that mm. kind of experience that, you know, parallels this story. Mm and um and parallels the experience of docudrama you know like so um she really you know she taught us a lot too Absolutely. like you Absolutely. know while she was directing because she would bring in all these anecdotes about her experiences with child soldiers and you know mm. all these different stories that she would tell us um mm. it was a real learning yeah, you know, you, um, and just to say, it is really hard to play yourself. I, I found it really hard too. It took me a long time mm. um, to, and I think maybe Bea took, maybe she wasn't as worried about me because she knew me as a performer, but because she knew me as a performer, maybe that almost got in the way because, you know, I like, I kind of known a bit maybe for doing comedy, like for doing dark comedy and having comedic timing. And, um, and so that's what she had seen me in the work with Trevor Schwellness in particular. And so I think at first she said, like, she was uh, directing me that way, knowing that I can do that comedy. Mm. And then it was like, wait a minute. One day I, I cried in the middle of a monologue, uh, you know, that was a true thing that I had said in real life to Charzat, <laughs> but I had never said it to her. Um, in person, it was an email that I was saying that I'd memorized from an email that I'd written Charzat about that struggle of my family uh, asking me millions of questions and being scared and and we had been doing it out to the audience as we do a lot mm. of the play and then Bea said now I want you guys to try saying it to each other turn to each other across the circle where it takes place in a circle mostly and say it to her and so I started saying it and then I cried and I was like as an actor I was like keep going Chatterton show her how it is so I just got to the end of that monologue you know <laughs> and then Bea was like oh I've been directing you because I know you're a comedic actor, but no, this is actually like it shifted like how she directed uh -huh. me and perhaps the play, this that part of the play, our part of the play that's separate from the uh, the the fighter stories. Well, she she was so so about the characters we have in the about about the fighters. She was uh, 
I've in one point I was uh, feeling she she already met them. Yeah. She, I, I told her, she's mm-hmm. a wizard. You're like a wizard. Yeah. What's like going on? Yeah. Yes, how can, how can you know? I mean, we don't have this in our play. We didn't write it. Me and Anna, we know. But how do you yeah. know this? Yeah, it happened many yes. times. Oh, many, More than coincidence. Yes, many yeah. times, many times. I said, my God, what is this? <laughs> and then she started to be like, maybe I have been there. Like, you know, because I <laughs> see this. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just so that's our Bea segment of this. Yes. Oh. <laughs> She's actually introducing the episode. Oh, for her. Nice. <laughs> um, we know that while the play is happening here, the conflict is still happening there. Like this is not something that already passed and we're just talking about past history. It's something happening right now. How does that shape the performance when you do it every night? Well, it's, uh, I guess it's more important than ever then we do these things here because uh, it's nothing that, it's not history. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that we just have to write about it or to make art about it, then it happened before. It's happening now. Even now that I'm talking yeah. to you, they are under bombardment and they are, uh, and, uh, and they are, they are not only fighting with this one regime, they are fighting with multiple, <laughs> multiple, with Kurdish Turks with uh, with uh, with Iranian regime with uh, Syrian regime and it's uh, it's constant it's their struggle and uh, and uh, the woman the Payman that we co- often talk about her this fighter she is she is uh, she is back to mountain again because the situation is harsh situation is difficult. And uh, I don't know if I told you, uh, Anna, before, but uh, last month they were, we were looking, we were trying to do fundraising to buy gas masks uh, to send it to mountains because Turkish government is constantly uh, doing bombing chemical weapons. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's just, I guess it makes the responsibility more and then this story should be told. We have to care more. We have to learn about each other. We have to know because it's not only their story. It is, it is related to us. If they are dropping a bomb uh, there, chemical weapon, this chemical weapon is made where, mm. <laughs> you know? And we all this, we are all connected. And that's why these stories are so important that we, we know about it, we talk about it, and I'm, uh, uh, we, are, we are very grateful. This uh, play, play is happened here in summer, True Night World, and we are now happening in Aluna. It's uh, so many amazing people will come and so many stories going to be shared. And it's so important, very, very important we talk about it, more than ever, more than ever. Yeah, it's definitely like more of an urgency than I felt before. You know, I kind of have this saying that I, I used to say with my um, stage partner and co-writer, Evelyn Perry, I would always say before we went on stage, because we had done like six plays together, I'd be like, have fun. Why else are we doing this? You know, kind of like, <laughs> because he makes a little money as an artist. <laughs> so kind of a joke, but also like, let's let's have fun while we're on there because it's scary too <laughs> before you go on stage, right? So it's trying to lift us, buoy us up, remind us. Um, but this is like, it's like an urgency. I mean, you do need to have fun on stage too. You need to enjoy it, but mm-hmm. there's an urgency to tell this story that's very different, I think. 
and, uh, and, and an urgency for people to know and to learn. And also it's very emotional because a lot of Kurds came to see it too. And it means so much to them and they thank us. And it's like, you shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't be thanking us, <laughs> you know, but it, it meant so much to them too, you know, and um, all, almost every, am I right that almost, well, I mean, we only did uh, five performances, but at the end, usually uh, we would start, we would bow or whatever. And then people um, after the clapping and then somebody would shout out, what can we do? What should we mm -hmm. do? Which of mm -hmm. course, that never had happened in a play before, you know, the answer mm -hmm. was usually talk about it, tell people so that people know because people don't know because it's kept from the mainstream media. I think like for me, like something as an audience member, that the title of a story is what attracts me into like learning more about it. And, and Children of Fire is quite a striking title. Could you talk a little bit more about it? Like the meaning behind it? How did you end up naming this whole story, Children of Fire? With Sharzad's suggestion. <laughs> yeah, you should explain it. No, no, go ahead. Well, go ahead I was please. just going to say that Midya, one of the fighters' stories, uh, a big, long, important story that um, and character, so to speak, that, uh, that is in the play. She, she talks about it towards the end of her quote-unquote monologue. I guess uh, because they are Children of Fire. They are, they are, and, and they are um, the old religious in, in Kurdish. And Kurds are res very respectful to fire. I think the mm -hmm. fire is uh, it's very sacred because it can make you warm. It can cook your food. It can be kind to you. But if you do disrespect, it can burn you. And then it's, I guess this is, that's why also because, uh, because of the respect so much they have in, into fire and, the, and fire is a strong, they, and, uh, uh, and b media called themselves, say, we are children of fire. Uh, she said fire is our God. Fire is our God and we are children of fire. And it comes, we took it from there. It couldn't be a better name for that. So Rutas was born out of the desire to bring art from across the Americas to Toronto, to encounter new perspectives, voices and ideas, and to engage in conversations about arts and human rights. What conversations or engagement do you hope Children of Fire will bring to our audiences? I think like, I know like after we did it uh, this summer in June, I mean, there were two conversations that felt that were happening. One was, I didn't know about this or I knew very little about this. Um, I'm so glad to know about this. Um, what can I do? As I said, I wanna learn more. And then the other conversation was from the Kurds. They're like, this is our story. This is my story. This is the exact same thing that happened to, you know, tend to happen to me. You know, mm -hmm. I wrote a book about this. A woman gave me her book that she wrote mm -hmm. about. So I think like the more the people know about this, the more that they talk about it, the more it's inescapable and hopefully will stop, <laughs> stop people from oppressing the Kurds. Uh, I think uh, the most important conversation for me is we all realize we all, all of us, we are human, no matter from which part of the world we are, we are from. Maybe we are, our experience is different, but we all want to live a good life. We wants to all wants to live a peaceful life. And this peaceful life will come only if we are, we learn about each other. If we know about each other's misery, if we know about oppression is happening to our nations, to our people, this, this is the only way. And I guess 
this uh, play, and I'm sure many plays in, uh, in Aluna, they, they are having the same uh, ideas to bringing stories that maybe others will not talk about. And also to, to show we are, we are together. We have to be united as a human humanity to be able to bring the change because we can't do it separately. It's this hand is with five finger can do something. Otherwise, it's it's not going to happen. We can't do anything. And it's it, I think this is the most important conversation for me, that we realize, first of all, we are not alone. And second, that our unity can bring changes. Otherwise, we can't do anything. Last but not least, every episode, we ask our current guests to post a question to the next guest so we can keep the conversation going across practice and across borders. What would you like to ask to our next guest? who is another artist from the Rutas Festival. And this is our first question. So you're starting the conversation. <laughs> I would like to know, how did you start doing theater? What led you to theater? Another question? Yes. What do you want to know? How kindness play roles in your art? We can wait to ask those questions and keep these conversations going. Yeah. I encourage you, if you see other artists in the festival, maybe ask them in person. That would be a great way to start the conversation. Lovely. Thank you so much for coming. We can't wait to see the play and we can't wait to see you yeah, in person. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the Rutas Festival from September 22nd to October 9th. For more information, visit alunatheater.ca. Hope to see you there. We're speaking from Takoronto. This is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, the Nashinabe, the Wendat, and Mississaugas of the Credit. This land is covered by the digital one spoon wampum and Treaty 13, also known as the Toronto Purchase. Araluna, we remember that people can begin to heal when they are hurt. We are committed to artful participation in disagreements. We are committed to unsettling ourselves towards connection, respect, and justice for all people who now live in this city, which has been a meeting place since time immemorial. Radio Luna Teatro is supported by Aluna Theatre with support from the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, the Canada Council for the Arts, the Department of Canadian Heritage, and TD Bank. Aluna Theatre is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Shellness. Radio Luna Teatro is produced by Monica Garrido, For more about Aluna Theater, visit us at alunatheater.ca, follow at alunatheater on Twitter or Instagram, or like us on Facebook.